everyone, it's the Against the Current Podcast. This is episode number 65 for January 30th, 2020. I'm Justin De Palma, and as always, I'm joined by Freddie Roman. Good evening. Ooh. And Guy Dunlap. How are you? I'm good. Good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's going on with this week, Guy? Oh, what's going on this week? I've been doing, I've been making uh, checkerboards and backgammon boards from veneer. Nice. I've been doing that pretty much all week. I, I, the, so how many the check- have you made? Uh, about six. The chess boards are easy to do. The backgammon boards take a lot of time because they, the, I've got to cut the points out and then those have points have to fit into a piece of veneer. So it's almost like marketry or parquetry. I still don't know what the damn difference is between those two, but I've got to fit those in there. So it's kind of like inlaying veneer into veneer and uh, it's very precise, tedious work, but they came out nice. Is it commercial veneers or stuff you're sawing? What is it? It's commercial veneer. So it's that commercial veneer. Yeah, it's really thin and, and it's at, it's it's at work. So we have we have a bandsaw, but the, it's there's no way we can resaw on it. There's no way I can cut veneers on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had to go, you know, buy commercial veneers. I did have some problems though. I on the the checkerboards and I was you know, put them in the bag and everything. And I was taking them out and the the walnut pieces of the checkerboard were fine, but the maple pieces had buckled. They moved a lot. Maple has a tendency of doing that. It's not that they moved a lot. It's that they, it, it, it almost looks like they were, they warped or had too much glue under it. So well, maybe I put too much glue on it. Huh? So I put another one in with less glue this time. Same damn thing. I'm like, what the hell? This is weird. Um, and I think it, I, I, I did one today and I had no problem with it. Um, what I think it was is I bought this uh, tape. It's, it's veneer tape, but it's uh, self-adhesive tape. It's kind of, it comes on a roll, kind of like masking tape, but it's much thicker. Mm-hmm. And I put that on there and I'm just wondering, and I, I reached out to Craig Thibodeau too, and he said, it's a moisture problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, the last one I did today, I used just regular perforated veneer tape and didn't have any issues. So I was just wondering if this, there's so much tape on the back of this thing. Cause you know, they're little squares and mm-hmm. you have to do all that cutting and then put them all back together. There's so much of this tape on there and it's, it's pretty thick stuff. And uh, I'm just wondering if it wasn't letting the moisture release out of the the glue and it was causing a problem with the maple. It's the only thing I can think of. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I changed, I changed the tape and everything was fine. Mm Mm-hmm. So it, it must have been because I've never had this problem before. Mm-hmm. The only time I've had problem with you know bubbling and stuff like that was I put I put too much glue on it. Right. Right. Huh. So I mean, it yeah, makes sense inside the that. bag, right? Yeah, yeah, because there's not a lot of air inside there, and it's, but I I just don't think that the moisture could release properly. So mm-hmm. and if it, anybody's out there listening and they see that tape, don't use it. <laughs> It is yellow glue you're using for this, right? What's that? What yellow glue for this? Uh, I was using uh, cold press veneer. Okay. Glue. Oh, cold press? No, that's oh. a terrible glue. I, I, yeah, I've had issues with that stuff. No matter. Yeah, well, on the last one I did, I used regular tight bond too. Yeah. Because there's also major creep issues that occur, that come up yeah. later on. It's amazing. I would never use that glue. I used it once on a big well, top. I've, with with uh, regular veneer tape, and then I was taking the veneer tape off and using a wet sponge to get it off, and it released it all. Really, I've yeah. used it quite a bit on smaller pieces, not big tabletops, but on smaller veneered pieces. 
and uh, with commercial veneer and haven't had issues. Um, but anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, I, I used regular type on two on the last one and regular veneer tape. I said, I'm just going old school on it, just weird stuff. And uh, it came out fine. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, see, I, and, and I really it, think it was the tape. If it comes to anything over like two pieces of veneer glued together over like three feet, I stopped even using yellow glue. I just don't want to deal with it bubbling and or not even that just trying to get it into the bag without it curling and all that stuff i just don't even play with it anymore i just you know my 800 it just makes my life easy i feel like yeah i've i've used unibon 800 a couple times i've mostly used that uh urea resin glue right never used that I've that works unibon yeah well the reason i i, I haven't used unibon is because i never use it up and it goes bad. Mm-hmm. And during the winter, I can't buy, you know, any of that stuff because it has to be shipped. Yeah. I don't want it to freeze. Yeah. So. What's the best uh, part is it comes from the coldest place in the United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes out of Maine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So it's, it's really hard. You know, it's like if I wanted to use it, I really couldn't. Right. I can't even you get, you know, like the, the, the Unibon one stuff, which is pretty good glue because it'll freeze by the time it gets here. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I typically use, like I said, urea formaldehyde glue, the urea resin mm-hmm. glue, but I just didn't want to bring that into work and mix it mm-hmm. and go through all that crap. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but, uh, I did that and it's been slow for us and our side of the shop. So we've been, doing a lot of tabletops mm-hmm. i've been help, we've been helping build them and cut them uh, we finally got our sliding table saw working nice it's always worked but we had, didn't have dust collection hooked up to it okay we have that um uh nordfab mm-hmm. okay ducting mm-hmm. which is like really expensive stuff yep. and all our stuff is you know like 10 11 12 inch going into reducers because we got these big huge dust collectors in our shop collects into a bin and uh three bins wow okay yeah i'll take a picture sometime and post them on instagram i said we have two of them um anyways so every time we need to get parts for it you know the dust collect we have to wait weeks and they we got the table saw up and going i said well we don't want to run it without dust collection so I said, that's fine. So they ordered parts. They came in. We didn't get the right parts. Mm. Then we ordered parts again. They came in. We didn't get the right parts. So this last time, the parts came in, but they still didn't have blast gates. So we just said, heck with it. We're going to go ahead and hook everything up. Mm-hmm. And we finally got it up and going and calibrated. So we've been cutting you know, some pretty big tabletops on there. I cut a a bunch the other day that were there were six feet long, 42 inches wide, inch and a half hickory. So, you know, it takes a couple guys to get it up there, but we were cutting those before with track saws right. and it would take 45 minutes to cut a tabletop. Yeah. You know, I did 10 of them in 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, so how do you like the saw? It's a big time saver. It's nice, man. It really works well. I, I spent like a whole day doing nothing but calibrating it, uh, especially the, the, the slider mm-hmm. part. And it's, you know, dead nuts 90 and the uh, little stops work. I still have a, I still got to wrap my whole head around the, just using the thing because you can't use it like a regular yeah, table saw. Yeah. Coming from a regular. The rip fence. The rip, the rip fence is almost useless because yep. you can't get awkward. behind yeah. it to push yeah. anything. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really weird, but it's, it's a weird way of cutting things too, because when you're using that, it's like, you know, I've always, you know, r- ripped an edge, ripped a parallel edge and then turned it sideways and then cut it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then cross cut it. Right, right. The way we're doing these tabletops is we've got one side that's just, you know, naturally straight from 
when we build the thing. So that goes up against the fence. We cross cut it and then just start turning it counterclockwise. Right. Hmm. It's like you're almost doing the five square. The five-sided square every time, but yeah, but you're you're only right. ma- you're only making three cuts, Four. right? Okay, so no three because you've got one side that's pretty straight already. Gotcha. You know it's straight already, anyways, because mm-hmm. it's it's you know comes uh, off the off the bench like that. So we just cross cut it and put the cross cut side up against the fence. Then you've got the long side, and you cut the you rip it with the with the slider, right? And then spit it one more time and you cross cut it again and you're done. Cool. Good. If that makes sense. Otherwise that just flies against the face of any type of squaring up of materials I've ever done, but it makes mm. sense, but it's just weird. It's the stuff like that. I just got to get used yeah. to, but it's, it's a beast of a yeah. saw. It's got a 10 horsepower motor. Um, uh, it's got a, a scoring blade on it. I was cutting, we're cutting some plywood using that, which is very nice. Um, yeah, it's cool. The dust collection on it is fantastic. Just top notch. Yeah. I was really impressed. Mm. Much better than those saw stops oh we have. Yeah. The saw stop is terrible. <laughs> my God. That nice saw, but the dust collection is just yeah, horrible. Issues later oh, on. There's so much stuff in there. Yeah, um, that's that's been pretty much it. I mean, I've, I've spent all week working on those those game boards. They look beautiful. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, they do look beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Yes, now, are they just? Yeah, you know the they, thing is, they're are they just the game board itself, or well, is it going in a little tabletop or something? Uh, they're going into twenty six inch round tabletops. Okay, nice. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I said, just, it's just tedious and it just takes forever to make those things. So, um, and the funny thing is, it's like the customer, you can, I can go on the internet and buy those things already done Mm -hmm. for like 70 bucks. (laughs) And I don't even know how many thousands of dollars we're charging the customer. That's funny. Yeah. But, you know, it's handmade. Made by me, which is more important. Yeah. That's it. You, yeah. You are all yeah. that matters. Yeah. Also, that glass table. That's right. That glass table that you delivered with the live edge. With oh. The conference table is beautiful. Yeah. The reverse the, the reverse live edge glass insert table. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Hashtag not a river table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That's some great. That came out really nice. The people were... You know, I wish I could have been there during the delivery, but I guess they were, you know, like calling people up from all over the place and yeah, stunning. come look at this. Cool. Yeah, it, it came out nice. I, I have, I've never seen it with the glass in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just built the table and, you know, they gave me a, a, a template that they cut, you know, the same as when they cut the glass yeah. out of MDF. And that's how I... I did it, but, um, yeah, it, it came out really nice. I was pretty happy with it. Seeing the picture. Yeah. Are we allowed to call those things river tables again anymore? No. I heard something about that got lifted. Uh, there was, yes, I don't no. know. Uh, yeah. I yeah, don't I'm, care. I'm not, I'm not into that scene. So it doesn't matter to me until somebody orders one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why we call it. We called it a canyon table to our customer. <laughs> to our customer. So, what's going on with you, Freddie? Um, what's going on with me? So today was auction day. Pickup, mm-hmm. loaded up the van, chock full. I got a baker. More stuff. Yeah, more stuff that I needed. Like there was baker scaffolding. I, I have three jobs that I needed. I was gonna rent it. And they wanted a lot of money to rent it. It's like a thousand dollars every time. And I happened to luck out and buy a baker's scaffolding with like the gated cart on the top with the door, two and a half stories up. Can can it can reach for two hundred and fifty dollars 
plus tax and everything else is like two, oh my. 265, two, wow. 270. So that was a steal. Um, yep. A lot of old hardware and uh, you know those old vans that used to have those compartments that have a whole bunch of drawers and compartments and doors that you can mm-hmm. store stuff. Well, I bought a lot that had three of them and they were chock full of hardware and tooling and everything else because I want to put one in the van and remove the shelving that's on the right side because I feel... You bought the vans or just the shelving from the inside? The, the shelving on the inside. Okay. Um, I bought that as well because I had a... Um, I want to use one of them in my van and the other two I will use in the shop for storage and organization for, for the help and, and keep things flowing really nicely. Um, I'm still doing the pews. I got... I'm gluing up column parts. I am... Um, painting and finishing entry doors i got cam uh working on that he's been a blessing and i'm gonna like cry the minute that he leaves (laughs) because he's he's it's 801 p.m in massachusetts and he was here at 9 a.m and he's still working because i'm his ride home and he's out there still cranking (laughs) well there you go you figured it out you need somebody with a lot of license And he loves it. He absolutely loves it. Um, today, he's never been to one of those auctions events. So I literally, I would never pay anyone to help me do this. I could do it by myself. But just today, I was like, you know, you've been in the shop. Come with me. Experience, like, in an auction. See how crazy it is and people wheeling and dealing. So he's enjoying that. Um, for all his hard work, there was a woodworking library. And I said, just pick all the books you want. Whatever you don't have, I, I got it. You know, and he got it. You know, I, I lucked out. Because a guy noticed that, you know, he's going to be a student and he, this is continuing education. So he got like 10 or 15, like beautiful, great, very informative books for only $25. You know, I was like, you know, I would have bought it for you if it was $100. So I don't care. I said, go ahead and buy some other hardware. So he was very appreciative of, of uh, bringing him along and, and paying him and, you know, experiencing all that. So that was good. Um Basically, the shop is is still full. Um, I have three people, four people working for me when they could come in two, three days a week. It's been a blessing. I'm catching up. I am saying no to so much work. Like I've learned my lesson. It's just like, nope, can't do it. Come back in May. If you don't want to come back in May, that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. That being said, today I got the historic district in Wakefield, Massachusetts, Needs 48 balusters to be turned for a top of a, a roof. Um, I got contacted by a contractor who was rec- who I was recommended to. And they went to like a place called Monahan's L- Lumber Supply House. And Monahan's takes on turnings, sends them to North Carolina, has them CNC turn and shipped back. And they charge the people like two to $300 per baluster. Doesn't matter... If it's hmm. six inches or if it's three feet, it's like, you know, it's the same exact price. So Dennis Mola, thank you to him. since he listens, uh, recommended me and I connected with them. And by talking to the contractor, there's nothing wrong with the contractor, but just by talking to, con- to the contractor, I come to realize even more that I definitely need to take the test for my GC license because... I was educating this contractor on how to approach everything and how not to do things. And he was, he was like stunned with my approach and everything. And, um, it just goes to show you that these people out there are doing stuff that they should not be doing. Like, you know, recommended me to use pressure treated lumber to turn balusters to put on a, (laughs) on a top. And I was just like, it doesn't work that way, dude. Like here, this is what you're supposed to do. And, it tells me that the historic districts don't realize what they're doing either, which gives me more motivation to be like, I only want to work with historic districts. All I want to do is period stuff. I want the whole project. I want the whole house. I want everything. Just let me do it. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of what is happening. So just a normal thing here. Just <laughs> another week, <laughs> another week. So how about you, Justin? Uh, for me, uh, I finished up that little, I don't know if you saw the little flip top table that I did with the, the veneered mm-hmm. table tops that I did out of quarter saw and white Oak. 
finished them up today, waxed them, put it all together. It, it, it It's pretty neat. I was surprised you used water locks on them. I, I was too, but the customer, the customer's house has a bunch of white oak in the basement and they just, they like stickly furniture and that just that, that darker natural toned wood of white oak. And they said, can you match this match that? And I just thought that's the easiest way to get there. So I love the way water locks looks. So why are you surprised? Just because the the the, the time yeah, it takes, it has taken a week. Have you, to have do you it. sprayed it before? I put a coat on yeah, a day. Exactly. I have sprayed it before. This time I did it. Uh, I just put it on, rubbed it on, literally walked away. But who was That's that? Guy <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> that was me. Sorry. I don't know what he's watching. I don't know if I want to know. But <laughs> uh, see, so yeah, I it couple seconds wipe it on walk away it, it took longer the fact that yeah it's easy to yeah apply. The, the issue the the longest part of it was the fact that the one piece is two-sided the one top because you flip it open so i did one whole side and had to wait for it to dry then you do the other side and, um but do you, do you uh yeah the color you, you can't beat the look of that stuff do you by any chance like um apply a, a coating or a layer of water locks with sandpaper, like, you know, wet sand it and create a slurry and get it nice and butter smooth. I didn't. No. Have I didn't. Ever, what have I you did ever was done that? Not with sandpaper. I did two or three coats, mm-hmm. which I ragged them on, just ragged it on, left it. And then once they dried for a couple of days over the weekend, last weekend, I then came back that Monday and I sanded the whole thing off with, with a 220. And that, that, bottom pretty good and then the last two coats i applied over top just with the with the uh with a rag and i took some brown paper today mm-hmm. buffed them off and then put wax on it and it looks gorgeous feels good yeah so. that brown paper method is it's, it's spectacular and- yeah i've got to, i've got to build something and i think it's going to be in white oak and um there's a, a how dark does it get with that it. water locks on it because I know that's like a reddish brown or a brownish red or it, it's not that dark to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that dark. It's it's cinnamon cinnamon color almost. It's nice. It's very nice aged look to it. Just looks classic. Let me put it that way. Right. Um I don't know. Look at Michael Pekovich stuff is all that, I believe. His stuff looks just nah, has that I don't look think to he, it. Sheen. Yeah, it's got a beautiful but, look to it, but I don't think he puts water locks on his stuff. No, he he does so. on some things. He no, does. Oh. does he? Yeah, on some things mostly a shellac. Yeah, I think what he does he does shellac to yeah. seal it up and help before gluing things up, and then he puts water locks on top of it, depending on the huh. piece he's done. Maybe. I'll take a look at it. Uh, the, the, I got to build a kitchen island. We're getting our floors put in right now this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tore the island out and I got to build a kitchen island. And we think it's going to be white oak. Beautiful. So, okay. Quarters on white oak? Yeah, I'm thinking about no, doing it for. No. It's plain song. Yeah, my, my kitchen, I'm getting ready to finally start on we're doing that. And I had John just lacquer a sample for my wife would just lacquer on it. And I showed her this and she goes, I like that better. The, the water looks color. But I think what I'm going to do for that is I might just do a tint of alcohol, tint some alcohol, spray that on there and then spray the lacquer on top of that. Just so I can do it quicker just to achieve that color. So what, yeah, I did that. I started today working on a, a laundry room for a customer that I did some work for before Christmas I got to do their laundry room. They're doing a different countertop in there and everything. So I started making that up today and some cabinet doors for them. And then what else? I don't know. Been busy running all around, doing all kinds of things. But Landed three jobs the other day. Gave a bid to a customer and they came back and said, yeah, we'll do all three. So, and then they said, when you're done that, we got one more we want to do. So it, it was a, it was a good day the other day, <laughs> but yeah. things good. are good. Things are busy. Yeah, it seems not to be stopping, yeah. man. So, which is great. That's about it. Awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, if it does start stopping, we around here it tends to take us a couple of years before we feel it truly. So, but 
that's a good sign for me, I think. Mm-hmm. And then progress in the house. So things are going good, but passed all my inspections over there. Awesome. But, Very exciting. Yeah. That's what I've been up to. No more foam. Are you done with the foam? Uh, actually, I heard from them today. Uh, I'm done with it right now. They're picking up tomorrow to last, the last of the load. And he says he'll probably get a hold of me again in a couple of months. But that's about when it looks like they're scheduled. And as soon as they know more, they'll let me it's know. Right. But Is that a good. good thing? It's good for me. But- yeah. It, it, if the sooner they let me know things, the better I can s- schedule it in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, I've, I finally got paid for everything I just did, which was nice. I had a, I had a really nice big paycheck day the other day, <laughs> real big. But cool. Can I have some of it? Uh, if there's anything left when I get done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll send you some. Somehow I don't believe you, but that's... Uh, send me your address. If something shows <laughs> up in the mail. Well, then it worked. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know. Things are good. So getting ready to do a little built-in. Uh, like I say, this tabletop, and then there's some doors to go with it. And there's a little, I'm going to do a, a chalkboard, for, or not a chalkboard, a corkboard, but at a homicide. Homicide? Where you wrap it with the fabric so it looks, homicide, yep. so it looks nice. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. That's what I'm up to. Great job, Justin. Nice. Freddie, you you have somebody there in the shop every once in a while somebody might hear some banging yeah. or something. What is what is going on with them? What are they doing? So we, who we got in the shop right now in this shop is uh Brian Alcorn, aka Alcorn Woodworking on Instagram, aka my lawyer. Um he's working on a <laughs> period Willard clock and uh wait. Wait what? Does he owe you money or you owe him money? That's why he's there um, working. <laughs> we both owe each other money. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's yeah. a good situation. So, basically, I owe him money for work, and um, he owes me for my knowledge, I guess. And uh, In the end... Is, is, he, is, he more, is, he more, is he more expensive yeah, than you Yeah, actually, he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big, big but, I, I, you know, it's talking about expense. You know, I went to my accountant who's, who's, for the first time, scheduled an appointment. She has never charged me for any of my appointments, but she charges me a good amount of money every quarter when she goes through my, my taxes and my books. And then for the first time ever, mm-hmm. she sends me a bill. It was for a half hour of our time, $150. I have, as you're making money I, now, that's exactly. Why. <laughs> and I have ignored, she saw it. <laughs> I've ignored it once. And then now I have ignored it twice. I'm going to send her the money. Once I get the packet in the mail to do my taxes with a little notation saying in the future, if you plan to charge me, I would love to take advantage of an opportunity versus being sweet and not waiting for you to kind of like answer my questions. I would have taken advantage of like being more mm-hmm. thorough and asking real good questions <laughs> since I'm paying for this time. You went to see how much she charged in five yeah, minutes. It's like, huh? Jesus Christ. <laughs> but Hey, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like some, I, I, we, we've dealt, I've dealt with some lawyers before and they, you know, they, they charge by the hour, but they always charge yeah. a minimum of an hour, yeah, even yeah. if they only work 10 minutes. It's a minimal hour. And when the advent of email started to become more prevalent, it's like mm-hmm. they would charge you to answer your, answer an email from you, an hourly rate. It's like, you know, it's, yeah, it you just know, gets why. ridiculous to a, to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I understand that you got to make money, but, mm-hmm. you know, it just, you know, it's a simple yeah, it's question. Yeah, we, when we, we went through the process of buying this house that I'm working on. Uh, we ended up using my dad's lawyer and I asked him quite a bit. And my wife's like, well, how much is this going to cost? I was like, I don't know. A couple grand probably. <laughs> right. Sent us a bill for $400. Yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what the heck is this? So clearly he did his, a lot of a favors, but he, he also was saying, Hey, if you need any more work, get a hold of somebody else. That's not really my mm-hmm. expertise, this whole thing. So I just think that he's, he's ready to read. You guys have to have lawyers in New Jersey to do real estate transactions. We bought a foreclosed home, oh, okay. so we had the that whole situation. But yeah, so he looked over a lot of stuff and everything. But yeah, 
but yeah, no, it's not like he did a ton of work for us. He just more or less looked over and said, yeah, this looks good. That looks good. And that was it. And I was expecting a huge bill. Luckily I didn't get it. And I had a couple phone calls with him and he did it all out of courtesy, I think, because friendly with That's my good. father really well, yeah. well and whatnot, but Big time. it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Or who, or who your dad knows. Yeah. That helps too. I've met him over time. Yeah. Well, like you said, everybody, who everybody knows, which is one of the perks of living in a smaller town, I guess. But So yeah, you know, Brian's working on a clock and uh, it's mm-hmm. a Willard clock, period clock, Roxbury, Massachusetts. And the, some veneers are popping off. The finish is old. It needs to be repolished. I'm going to French polish that after all the repairs are done. And the weights fell through the bottom, and it looks like this. This is a common occurrence on clocks. Um, and the the base has been replaced. It has modern fasteners and nails everywhere. And I, we're not sure if the bottom uh, feet are original because they're too clean. How how old is the clock? Do you know? So this is a, since it has banding on it. It basically says it's neoclassical, federal era. Uh, I would say that it's around. Uh, federal in, in America, 1790 to 1810, 1815. So this is probably 1795, turn 1800s. Wow. Uh, really great. So it's a couple hundred years yeah. old. So, you know, a true antique, wow. a true antique is a 200 years or older, you know. Um, so, mm-hmm. so he's fixing that. He's taking it apart. And, uh, and what's great about clocks is that they're really simply made there's rabbits and nails and you know but they would have used more of the traditional hand cut nails um and so he's going to be fabricating a new base for it attaching the legs and um and then going from there so so you said the weights fell through the bottom does that mean it are they trapped in the base or something that you can't get access to it so you have to take this apart no just because the it has a pendulum and the weights go up and down and once in a while that the weights can come loose uh, or slip off the chain and it just slam to the bottom. And they're, they're pretty heavy. They're like 50 pounds. Uh, it has multiple oh, wow. ones. Yeah. They're, they're it's just pieces of lead pieces of lead. Yep. And it's oh. a pine base and oh. uh, it just cracked right down the center. And it's a very common occurrence on period clocks. So um, Brian is trying to see if he can, uh, like take the mechanism out and use it for a clock for himself and put like a battery operated. I don't think that's going to work, going to work, but um, that's what he's trying to do. Uh, he's trying to steal it, but it's not going to happen. Um, he just, he just literally just said to me, he's going to put <laughs> that's a battery. That's where Freddie's fee gets super expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so he's taking care of that. And I got cam uh, next door about 50 paces. He's uh, standing, standing and scraping pews right now. Uh, which is awesome. <laughs> a term you don't hear in the West Coast, paces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, that's that's just what he's doing right now. That's where the background noise that you hear. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with a working shop. No, not at all. If I can, if I can have people work 24-7, man, I'll, I would love it. Mm. Love it. Little fans running in the background. They're all sweating. Yeah, sweat shop. Here's your food. Oh. Rice and rice and asparagus. Two minutes. <laughs> rice and asparagus. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. That's that's smelly pee bathroom. <laughs> 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 Smell a shellac and bad pee in his his place. <laughs> that's such a that's such a weird thing to say though. What do you feel? Rice, <laughs> rice and asparagus. Asparagus. It's like well, how how freaking random that's is why, that? Or is that just me? Uh, or is that something? Is that is that is that a is that a no, Boston thing? That's just thing? me being ridiculously stupid. You know, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty okay. random. Okay. And, uh, you know, come up. I'm I have some killer dad <laughs> jokes, and I'm not even a dad yet. So, storing them up. He's throwing them up there. So, um. So what, what do you say we get to our topic we were going to talk about this week? Sure. Sounds like a dealing with guy came up with the idea of dealing with designers. And mm. I think he came up with that because he's had to dealt with, deal with a couple of them lately. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Mostly it was uh, not directly with them, but it's just, 
you know, basically the way it works for me is I'm just given uh, a very basic scope of work that just says, you know, these are the overall dimensions of the piece and it's going to be stained or unstained or whatever. But sometimes I'll get drawings that are drawn up uh, in CAD and it's quite obvious the, the people that are doing this have never built a piece of furniture, nor do they have any understanding of how furniture is actually constructed. And you have to build it exactly to the spec. You know what I mean? Because I have no interaction with anybody on it. It's just here. Built yeah. It. Yeah. So, so they gave the, the, they gave me this one project, for example, they gave me a project. It was a, a, a bar cart and the, the cart had to be made out of steel with steel wheels. It was a pretty nice frame and everything. And then inside the, you know, cart on the, the, the top, the middle shelf and the bottom had to have uh, white oak inset and then also going up the sides to create a little, you know, like a lip around the edge, mm-hmm. right? The only problem was the way this cart was designed, you couldn't get the pieces of the wood inside there. Mm-hmm. wasn't thought out yeah it was impossible yeah so i had to i had to do all the glue ups for everything inside wow. the cart it was building i had to build it inside it's like building a ship in a bottle it was the damnedest thing it was like really how am i supposed to do this and it's this one designer we get that is constantly doing stuff like this to us mm. it's just insane on a side note, I just want to scream. before we get into this, I honestly would like to have a shipbuilder, a bottle shipbuilder on the show. That would be pretty interesting. But anyways, <laughs> back to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have, I, this, this is just this is just an example of some of the stuff that we've dealt. With. I'm sure you guys have dealt with stuff like yeah. this too. Yeah. So, be, before you work for them, guy, have you ever dealt with designers before that? Not really. No. Okay. No. I've I've dealt I, with I've dealt with customers and designing pieces, but not like a a design firm. The the, the people that were drawing right. this stuff up, it's a it's an A and E firm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I think I've worked with three or four designers. I want to say four. I don't think there's ever been more than that. But anyways, two of them are good. The other two not so good. Uh, the other two were. The, kind of like you're talking about where they drew stuff that just have no clue, no, no information, just like a hand sketch. And it's, I I've gotten almost like a back of the napkin type sketch from them. And like, and they're at the person's house and I know they're charging them lots of money. And then they give it to me and they're like, here, build this. And it just, it blew my mind. And then, and they were the first couple I dealt with that were like that. And then I finally, there's a local lady that I got to, hooked up with who she knew how to design she knew she knew how to draw she knew how to do everything and she would more or less hand it to me and say hey this is this is what i'm thinking how can we make this work she was very good right and the other one that i dealt with which was last year when i was doing all that stuff for that bed and breakfast who the designer was in oregon so i rarely ever talked to her very much. It was a couple phone calls and then most of it was all through emails. But one of the things she always told me was you're there, you're doing it, change whatever you want to do. But this is the concept that I want, which was great to work with. And her drawings had dimensions on them and where she wanted it and this and that. And I could always pick her brain about things. She loved it. If you wanted to change it or if it was too heavy or something for my eyes, she loved that idea. Whereas the, the other one that I like working with, she was, she was very good. Like, uh, she kind of wanted her thing her look and all her measurements and this stuff or, or her, how do I want to say her, her proportions. But from there, she didn't care how I built it. But the, the one I worked with in the bed and breakfast was phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, and her drawings didn't require me to redraw. Whereas the first two, oh, they're horrible. It was just like, here's this. And then no information. It's like, this is what I'm looking for. Can you give me a price on this? <laughs> no. 
And then you got to redraw it and go from that whole thing. Uh, the, the problem that we have with this, this, I shouldn't say the problem we have with this one designer, but kind mm-hmm. of is, is that way. Um, they, they're very specific and they call out everything. I mean, oh. down to the type, the type and model number of the hinges you have to use mm. in some cases. And some of the stuff is just bizarre. We, we had um, Tyler, this one guy had to, had to build a credenza. It was, you know, nothing crazy. You know, it's mitered corners. They might, they, it, the, the back of the piece had to be mitered into the case. No. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't no. have done that. And no. it was going up against a wall. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. And it, it, it's like, why? What's the point of this? So somebody said, well, maybe it's, it's you know, that's going to be viewed from the back and they don't want to see it. But there's a big, you know, holes in the back for the, you know, it was a media cabinet. Right. So we, cut it, we had to cut holes in the back for wires to come out of it. And it's like, well, that's not the issue then, is it? Nope. It's just, but that's what it specifically calls for in the plan. That, so we have, we have to build it that way. That is something I have always noticed with all of them is that they, I guess being designers, they get on mailing lists and it's just the most outrageously priced hardwares and pools and all this other information that they get. And I'm just like, they make this same thing right here for a quarter of that price. Oh, well, it doesn't have that name on it. I want that. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. whatever. And, yeah. and a couple of them, they're like, okay, that's fine. Or something similar or whatever, or I've, I priced it this way. I found this and I priced it this way. Do you mind if we use that instead of that? Cause I just had that in my budget and they're like, okay. Or the other one's like, no, use this. But yeah, they, so, they, they must be on some mailing list that are just crazy. So most of the designers you work with, is it more like they're telling the customer what the, what they're getting? So you, you can, you know, I don't want to say negotiate, but reconfigure the pieces with the designer. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I have. Okay. I, I will say that hmm, the one that was bad, her and the homeowners kind of designed it around what was in the house. Like it wasn't completely off the wall. The one I did with the bed and breakfast, she designed the whole house, did everything. She was, she was an interior designer, decorator. She, she, she knew it. She had schooling. She had a certificate. She knew what she was doing. And, mm-hmm. and actually the two good ones I deal with both are have degrees and they, they went to school. They know proportions. They know, they know what they're doing. Whereas the other girl, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. She belongs to a firm. I don't know if she has a degree or not, but she doesn't. Uh, what I see on my end doesn't look like she has a degree. She just does pretty rooms, I guess, but you know. So if you, if you, if you see a design that you don't necessarily, I mean, is it a design because you don't like the proportions or the scale or this, that, or the other thing, did you Mm -hmm. say to them, you know, maybe you should try changing this to this? Yeah. Most of the problems I'm, I'm talking about are not the design issues. It's, the, the the specific construction of it. They're telling us specifically it has to be constructed this way. And it's I, I haven't run into that. Tough. And it, I think, yeah, I think you're kind of in a little bit different situation because you're on the, the, the shop floor. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Whereas I'm actually dealing with that designer. Yeah. So you're, you're like third man down the line. Oh, There's somebody I'm, else that like said, I'm yeah, number, they could do I'm that. number four down the line. Yeah. Somebody else said you can do this. And then they're telling you, Hey, do it yeah. this way. This is how you're going to do it. Whereas it's, it's, I'm dealing directly. Yeah. And I don't know. So, by the time it gets to me, it's actually, I'm dealing with the, I'm the fifth person down the line. Cause it goes from the, the customer right. to the designer, to our salesperson, to our shop manager, and then to me. Right. So you, yeah, there's, there's three people that actually don't know what they're talking about telling you what to do. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say. Kind of, yeah, it's coming down. Everybody that, that works yeah. for us knows everything. They're good mm-hmm. people. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning guy done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I and I've had I've had made I've made suggestions against things, and had them push back, which I've been fine with, and I've I've made a couple of things that I just didn't care for how they looked, 
they unproportioned or whatever, and it, it is what it is. And then this last one I worked with, this bed and breakfast, she was, I, I loved working with her. And I told her, I said, if you ever need anything, just let me know. I'll make it and ship it. <laughs> but it, her, her being from the West Coast, it was a different feel than the stuff we do on the East Coast. It was a lot heavier and chunkier and and everything. And, and there were some things that I, I suggested to her and she goes, no, do it this way. It'll look good. Trust me. And it was after I did it. And it was just a different look than what I was used to making. And I, mm-hmm. I actually really liked her stuff, but she, she had a heavier, everything had more of a presence that she wanted. And it was, it was, it was amazing because I was looking at the piece I was making and she was looking at it is the whole room. Mm-hmm. It needs to complement this whole room. So when you walked in, this is where it fits, not just you looking yeah. at it. it. It was, it was somebody that knew what they were doing difference. Yeah. But, Sometimes you just have to yield to somebody's, you know, Mm-hmm experience in something yeah yeah what about yeah, you, i learned Freddie? a lot from it but do you do you deal ever have dealt with designers and had any of these issues many times i have dealt with designers um <laughs> very quiet very yeah quiet. I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to set him up for a rant <laughs> um, no we're getting one i think so i did like a window bench which was perfect and it was easy and it was large and in, and in charge and it flowed really nicely and then I did a TV lift that was between the living room and the kitchen. And it was a big like island with two columns and they had a very shallow, mm-hmm. like that. 10 inch cabinet. Yeah. And I told them from the get go, like, listen, I have no idea if this is going to work. I have no idea about the construction behind it. Cause I said, you know, even though you're in, in a very wealthy area, sometimes people are just like pocket screws, barely, you know, wedges, shims. You don't see a lot of what's happening behind it. So I don't mm-hmm. know. And I'm talking about, I barely squeeze this thing out. And I'm working my hardest with, you know, the thing going up and down and saving the piece from the cutoff. Cause I'm literally plunge cutting a rectangular section for how long the TV is and how wide I need to be for the mechanism cutting it so perfect that I'm recycling that piece and I still have about a 32nd to a 16th of an inch gap all around evenly. So I I remember, I remember you doing that and with the circular saw and it was like intense. And of course, then I find out it's like MDF, it's low grade, it's burning and smoking. You know, I'm trying to blow the fan on, opening the windows, alarms are getting ready to go off. And it's just like switching blades left and right. And then, you know, I think I charged at the time, which would be three times as much as now if I had to to do it over again. I think I charged like $7,000 for it or something. And then one day the designer left the invoice out and my seven grand was like, you know, $27,000. And I then started to realize why the client was like, why are you taking so long? Why is this taking so long? We're paying good money. And I'm looking at him like, you just paying me seven grand. This is really technical. Like this is not like a piece of cake. Like I have to move wiring and, you know, cut holes. And like the TV barely fits in this, like to the point that we had Mm -hmm. to get a new TV. And then I could quickly realize, and I talked to another well-known establishment in the in the in the boston area and i'm gonna leave his name out because i in case he doesn't want me to share his name um he then one day when i talked to him he says whatever designer i work with i asked him how much you're going to charge and if we're not making at least 50 percent of it i'm not working with you because we hmm. have enough pressure already i don't need added pressure from the client because they are overpaying because you're quadrupling our what we're charging or doubling what we're charging I don't need the added pressure. So it's like, it's a 50, 50 yeah. cut or I'm not interested. So that's one incident. And then another incident or the other issue with that client, that like firm is like every other week, it was a new designer assistant and they had to let me in every time. And I got to the point like, no, put the goddamn key box in there. I'm coming in this day. I don't need you to be there. I, I, you can, I can clock in or clock out. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm not punching a time card. It's just like, I don't want to have to wait for you. I don't want you to have to wait for mm-hmm. me because if I'm working on another job, if I'm stuck in traffic, you know, I don't want you like, where are you? Are you five minutes away? I got a meeting to go. And I'm just like, you know, that's kind of a pain in the butt. 
So what, what, what's been the worst experience you've ever had oh, with a designer, Freddie? My worst experience with a designer. It's not even the worst designer. I think it was like the worst client was I was doing this. This It was easy to prime them this week. It, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Freddie. Don't let me stop you. I'm I was sorry. doing this, <laughs> this farm table that they wanted me to design. And they wanted it to be rustic to the point that they wanted the saw curves. Uh, the saw curves mm-hmm. on the top. And it's not my flavor. And I was just like. We picked the best boards we can find. And of course, we couldn't make, we couldn't joint or plane anything because, you know, that would make everything really easy. You know, it was to the point that I almost wanted to resaw the saw marks, like resaw an eighth of an inch, and then like glue it in a vacuum bag and re veneer it onto the surface because <laughs> it was that much of a pain in the butt. Because the breadboard ends had to follow the curvature of the board and still have the proper proportions. Oh my. Okay. And once I'm all said and done, put the finish on. The client then says, not to me, ever. Every time she says, oh, I love it. It looks good. It looks good. I'm like, okay, I want it out of my life. And she tells the, tells the designer that it's too rustic. So I go back and remove- Too rustic. Yeah, I remove a little bit of saw marks. I asked her to approve it. She approves it. I put finish on it. And the cycle again. It's a little bit too rustic. To the point there at the end, there was no saw curse whatsoever. I sanded it three times. And- it cost me more time because I had to make bread borings that fit the curvature of the top versus jointing and planing this thing together. And I would have been done even quicker. It was so frustrating because I felt sometimes that the designer was not understanding and being on my side. And it's not my fault that your client is not speaking up. I, I if, if it was today, that table would be, I think, Three times as much if she went through the cycle. Because unfortunately, every time that she changed it, I didn't do a change order because I thought it was just one step closer. It didn't take that much time. Next time, it's just like, yeah, no problem. Here's several thousand dollars more. Yeah, no problem. Here's several thousand dollars more. To the point that you have to make a decision, goddammit. Because it's just like, I got so sick of it that I ignored it for six months. It just sat there. I was like, I'm not even dealing with it. And then... Yeah, you know, I designed it to where their specs are. This is your inspiration, and then the construction. I warned them, saying that listen, this is this is a really long table. It's going to be a slight shift front, you know, down its length because there's only one single joinery on the bottom, and it's like you guys didn't want to throw mortise and wedged it. So unfortunately, there's going to be a little bit of wobble. It's perfectly fine, nice and tight, you know. They loved it. They danced on it. And like the end of the season, it's wobbling. So I go back. I go ahead and tighten things up nice and tight. Enjoy for the other season. It's wobbling. I said, too bad. Figure it out. Like, it's like I did everything I needed to do. It's unfortunate the design. If you want me to do something different, I have to charge you again. Like, and it's just reaching the point that the, the decorator needs to understand and needs to educate their client saying that, if you want something different or you wanted to modify, it's not an issue, but there is a fee associated to it. Today, they feel like, you know, they think when they're buying something from me, it's like buying something from Jordan's furniture. Like there's a warranty that no matter what's going to happen, yeah. I'm going to come back and fix it. And the answer is no, because my construction is solid and you wanted the design. I did went over the design. You decided to still go a different route. It's not my problem. You know, in the end, everyone says, you may say, you know, it is your problem. But no, it's like, I gave you my professional experience. I know what the faults are. And if you're still not going to listen to me, then that's your designer's fault. Those are those are the main issues that I had. Um, mm-hmm. I am I don't work with designers now that much on purpose. Uh, I've gotten many requests. And unless I feel like really comfortable, I also ask other people that I trust and see what has occurred from the situations that they dealt with them with or, you know, dealing with them. Um, these days, if I'm going to trust one person as a designer, because I'm, I know that she has great eye, great proportions, always on top of things, very easygoing, willing to work with you. It's just this woman called Anna O on Instagram. If she will be designing stuff for my house in the future, I trust her. It's easy. It's smooth. Is it's just like extremely professional. She's on top of the ball game, and uh, that's rare for me to find someone that you know can do all that. Is Freddie approved? Yeah, it's Freddie approved. Like you know, 
because sometimes that that means that that's that's quite a label, a, quite a hard label to uh, get. It is, you know, I, yeah. I I got a stamp that says Freddie approved, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty walking pretty around high, putting it on people's foreheads. Yeah, it's a pretty high bar. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I try not to work with designers. Though. You know, it's just like you let the client deal with it, and I just. You know, I ans- I ask all the questions, and if, if there's any hesitation or doubt, or if they give me, uh, if they don't give me enough information, or they give me like, over oh, figure it out, I don't figure it out. I'm all set. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and this is from just life experience. I, yeah, the, like I said, the one, the, the one lady I work with, and it's happened to me probably, I haven't think I've heard from her for like a year. But she she has this family that she works for. So there's uh, sister and a brother, and then a cousin, right? And it seems like one of them does something; the other ones have to do it. They all live within a square mile of each other. But anyways, I've worked for all of them. I built all their houses, and then uh, I ended up doing a work on the side and whatever, dealing with designer as well. And it, it just the last couple times she just can you price this? Can you price that? And then they don't do nothing. And I'm just like I'm almost to the point with her then I'm done because the other thing is she usually gives me that back of the, the napkin sketch. And it's just like, how do I work with this? So then I price everything and it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. They said that's too expensive. Well, all right. Sorry. Sorry because I built something for you years ago when I first started for peanuts mm-hmm. and now I'm, I know how to price something, but you know, it, it's yeah. like, this is not a designer thing, but this is a client thing. I, I did a very com- complicated repair on a um, English style. What's that called? Uh, scalloped turned. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, back post and um, turret turned back post. And it's very complicated epoxy, compound angled like dowels that taper the into tapered holes and you know, it took like two and a half hours of gluing this thing up. So I charged the lady $240. And she's like, oh, my God, I will never have repair this chair. And I was just like, I discussed this with you. And she's like, my previous guy who used to work here, Steve would have charged me $75. And I was like, well, I told you the price. Steve's not here. So then she gives me, <laughs> she gives me the, oh, poor me. I'm elderly, baby boomer. So, of course, I have a little soft spot. She tugged at my heart. I dropped it down to 200 She comes in, picks it up, and she's like, you're not going to charge her 200 are you? And I was like, yeah, I am. And, she's, <laughs> and she was just like, how dare you charge her for $200? And she just keeps on going back and forth. I'm like, listen, lady, you almost tripped on the way in here. You're most likely going to trip on the way out. I have to pay $8,000 just for you <laughs> to be able to come in here in case you break your head or neck or whatever else. I'm covered. I don't have to get sued. Okay. The insurance has gone up. There's stamp for yeah. you. The insurance has gone this up. Is all, this is all just what's going through your head, though. You're not actually saying this. No, I said it. You know, I said it nicely in, really? in a better tone. Like, you know, I said to her, listen. Wait, wait, wait. How do you say that better- nicely? Yeah, let's, hear, let's hear this better tone. Okay, so better tone. Uh, yeah. So my better tone is this. I said, Mrs. Such and Such. I'm sorry to say this is the price due to the circumstances of the insurance of the building going up. The the um, the rent is it has increased unfortunately for the workforce that we have here. Life has life has basically changed in many ways. Unfortunately, things are more expensive. This is a very complicated glue up, and because because of the complications, I have to charge you. 240 i reduced it to 200 dollars, and she come back at me and she's like how are you going to charge this poor old lady and i finally said listen i i charge i, I get charged almost eight thousand dollars so you can walk into my door so you don't trip and break your neck so i am she's walking out the door and she says i like steve better bye sir. no she said you know she likes steve better she says <laughs> um brown furniture isn't worth this much whatever else and i was just like and she says you guys you guys like duped me like you took advantage of me and i was just like I was just like, you know what, ma'am? Unfortunately, what this means, and she says she's not, she's not going to bring anything to me anymore. And I was like, you know, I've wasted 15 minutes with you. Okay. Okay. I said, <laughs> yeah, I said, got the 15 minutes. I thing. said, I greatly appreciate, you know, talking to you. Unfortunately, I cannot help you anymore. It's perfectly fine. If you don't ever come back here, I understand. Unfortunately, you're not my client. 
And I said, maybe years. You need another stamp, Freddie, that says you wasted 15 minutes of my time. No, I, I reach, <laughs> you know, I have myself. The minute someone comes in, I have a, a button on my cell phone and it's on vibrate. The time <laughs> I click the timer, the timer starts vibrating. The minute it starts vibrating, be like, thank you very much. Have a great day. Let me help you load this up. It's like, I'm sorry, I don't have time for you. And it's just kind of one of those things. And I say this, of course, nicely. I say, unfortunately, I just have to get back to work. I have a lot of responsibilities to do. I can't afford to get interrupted this often, this much with every single client that walks through the fucking door. Um, so, Whoa. Um, <laughs> well, you're going to have to bleep that out, Justin. I think so. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and it's just like, I, I, I feel bad. And, I, and I, that's why I lowered it. But it's just like, you know. I'm trying yeah. my best to work. Well, with I you. mean, there's a difference between feeling bad and there's a diff and just being stupid about what your time is worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you, your, your prices are your prices. I mean, do you go into a grocery store and negotiate the price of milk? Exactly. No, no. When a plumber comes to your house, do you negotiate with him to fix your toilet? Mm -mm. No. You don't. He just says, you know, it's $250 and you write a check and that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. It should be the same thing for what you're doing. It shouldn't be a negotiation. Yeah. And probably what's happened with this with this nice lady is Steve has negotiated with her in the past. Yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. And she's expecting to negotiate again. Mm -hmm. And once you go down that road with the customer, you know, Justin talked about it before, you know, I gave you a good deal on something once, mm -hmm. you know, and then they start referring you to other people about the great deal you gave them. And all of a sudden you've got all these people that want to buy from you now at this lower price. And it's like, damn. No. So I think, I, I think know, we keep your prices where they are. I think we said this before in the podcast. It's like, it's not yeah. that hard to stay busy. It's hard to make the money you deserve. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because yeah. it's yeah. not, you only have so much time and it's just, it's easy to get the time, you know, like swallowed up and it's, the day's gone. So it's just like, unfortunately, you know, I, like I've said before, I work angry and I, I like to get stuff done and I don't like to talk to anyone. And it's just like, I come in, I love what I do. I just want to get paid and that's it. Leave me alone. And, um, cause my work speaks for itself and I understand there's a communication that you got to have with clients and everything else. And I, and I do that professionally and every, and everything, but there's times that, um, you know, I've recently said to someone, they said, you know, oh, you know there's a spot in the corner that you missed and it still needs to get scraped down and notice you put finish on, but he didn't say it nicely in that form. He said, basically it's like, you know, you missed a corner over there. I hope you're going to take care of that. You know, I noticed that you put finish on and I was like, excuse me, sir. I'm the professional. I'm the one who's actually scraping and cleaning everything up. And I of course noticed that spot in the corner. This is prepping the surface, filling the pores and I'm going to be sanding it off. There's a process leave it to the professional. Have a great day. You know, it's just kind of like if you come at me in a bad way, unfortunately, I'm going to be a little stern with you and say, listen, like you paid me to do it. It's not interfering in your life. I notice, I know it's there. Kind of just like, leave me alone. There's a procedure. The doors are perfectly fine. You love them. You gave me praise. The same exact process is happening to the interior of your entryway. So, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's just like, just leave me alone. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, you know, I, I just want to say that to them. It's like, you paid me to do this. I'm only giving you one quality. That's the best I can possibly do. And there's no question I'm going to give you the best. Now, leave me alone. So, but I can't say that. I'd, I'd love to work with you for a week, Friday. You have a great time. I, these guys are laughing all the time. <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm pretty lenient. Yeah, I mean... It yeah, I, I think I think I could get you laughing most of the time. And I love laughing. Most most of the time. Love laughing. Yeah, I know. And it's just one of those. I know. I know you do. All that rice. All that rice you'll get to eat. Dude, this, all the, that rice asparagus. and asparagus. <laughs> the refrigerator is stocked full of Canada Dry, Sprite, Diet Coke, Coke. I got snacks. I got popcorn. You know, these guys, I think, sometimes take advantage of me. They don't even bring their lunch anymore or beverages. They know that I got gallons of water for them to drink nice and chilled. I buy them lunch. I sometimes buy them dinner if they're working really late. And it's kind of like I don't tell them to punch out or anything. You know, if you take more than 15 minutes, I, I trust you to take that off the clock, you know. But then there's some, some people that come in and it's just like, 
oh, I, I don't like this song. I'm going to play the next one. Oh, I don't like this one either. I'm going to take the next one. Oh, I don't like this. And I just want to like scream. And it's just like, oh, it's not even worth my time. Just get something done. Lord have mercy. But, you know, uh, it's part of the business. You ought to play 24-7 the Against the Green podcast. 20. I make everyone come in with the headphones. I say to them, you're forced to listen to five episodes before you can move on. And I, if I come back and I don't see an episode being played, then um, you're fired. So. <laughs> and you must subscribe. Well, you must subscribe. Uh, you might want to change that policy. That's why you have to yeah. keep people probably. It's all right. Who needs them? <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. All right. So where are we? All right. So designers, pain in the butt, man. <laughs> pain in the butt some of them um, yeah some of them are some of them are i think a lot of them should go to school and get a certificate i don't think it i i wholeheartedly agree with it's that it's like totally it's do. Like, totally is there a is there a certification let's say they don't go to school but let, is there a certification or a an association that these people belong to that you know someone out there listening should look for no, that's a great question i don't know um, yeah, I don't know either. A good question. I, I I know you can go to college for design, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I dig I'm that, sure but I mean, like, like you know, like you, the, it, but yeah. there's sometimes you know people having their business cards. They say member of this, and it's got you know AC five six or whatever the hell it is. You know, mm-hmm. some kind of certification. HGTV professional. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, they got some kind of professional certification i believe there is i believe there is actually i just don't know what it is yeah i mean i I just if somebody knows out there listening to this if there's anybody out there still listening to this uh drop us a line let us know Mm -hmm. if there's some kind of certification that we can let other people know about too the atg podcast at gmail.com there you go so that's it you know all right Want to wrap this up? Wrap it up like a I think so. Christmas present with a bow. Let's do a Patreon show. We're going to do a quick Patreon. Mm-hmm. We owe those guys big time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you. Guy, where can you be found? Uh, guyswoodshop.com. <laughs> what did he say? He said, see, I don't think he's here anymore. Where do you go? Uh, I'm here. Uh, uh, there <laughs> where can we find Freddie at? Um, you just Google me. Google. I don't, I don't need any more work. You know, I'm at New England Historical <laughs> Restorations. Mm. Man. And where can you be found, Justin? <sighs> I'm just thinking of all the domain names that Freddie has. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you can find me at craftedairloom.com or jdfinewoodworking at gmail.com or the ATG podcast at gmail.com. So. All right. Cool. Thanks. We'll talk to you. Thank you. All right. See ya. Later. See ya.